OTB Rugby. One of the best wingers in the world. One of the best Irish wingers of all time. He's done it. Of course he can do it again. It's just very, very important to be able to exit well against big teams and get down this territory game. Subscribe to the Rugby Stream on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM. The Sports Breakfast Show from off the ball we're going to talk more Mayo now uh, sticking with what a dramatic weekend it was in the All-Ireland Senior Football Championship um, certainly that Montanar Mag game was dramatic but uh, from Mayo perspective I guess it's disappointing Keith Higgins joins us on the line now morning Keith morning lads how are things keeping well keeping well how are you feeling yourself after uh, after watching that unfold yesterday afternoon <laughs> not great not great um, yeah look it was disappointing wasn't it I think before the game it was just kind of really hard to call how it was going to go um, same way it up at half time point in it thought Mayo were playing well and then 35 minutes of I suppose utter Dublin dominance and that's it for another year I suppose You're you're 38 now Keith just, just if you were to put your mind in the mind of some of the players who might be considering retirement is it not like is it not really demoralising to have two exits like you've had in the last 12 months Yeah it is um, and I think this year in particular is probably very frustrating as well when you consider you know, a reasonably good league campaign that you get a league title out of it. So I suppose hopes are kind of fairly high. And then you have a championship where you lose to Roscommon, you lose to Cork and you lose very heavily to Dublin. Um, so overall, this championship, it's it's been very poor, I suppose, to be quite honest. You know, there was that big victory in Killarney, but um, yeah, completely overshadowed then. So yeah, for the older guys, I suppose, look, it'll take a bit of soul searching. They'll have to, I suppose, see where things are going, see where they fit into the plans and yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be a tough few months, them no so doubt. You'd say a very poor championship. I think so. I mean, like realistically, what a good win down in Clarny, but Kerry were way off at that day. You know, mm. looking back on it, um, you know, you lose to Roscommon at home, you lose to Cork in a game you should have won, you struggled past Loud, um, a decent game against Galway, but again, again, you look at the, the Dublin game and that completely overshadows everything, I suppose. So look, three losses. Um, in a championship year, um, it's kind of hard really to say it's anthem, but you know it's hard to kind of find the pauses out of it. To be honest, I suppose. Uh, the start of the game yesterday, Keith, um, Ryan O'Donoghue, for example, looked bang on form, and uh, you know when you're kicking like that early on, you're thinking, well, this could be Mayo of old, you know, and sticking with them. And I think Dublin led by a point at half time, but probably Mayo maybe edged that first half. I would have thought so. Yeah, I think when we got when we were able to move the ball quickly into the full forward line, into Tommy, into Ryan, um, we looked kind of dangerous enough. The boys looked dangerous. They looked on form. Um, you know, Tommy got one score, one another freedom on, on the sideline. Obviously, Ryan was kicking some good scores. Um, you know, and even, I suppose, not that the Dublin goal, first goal was kind of against one of the player anthem, but it didn't feel like they were under huge pressure in that first half. Mm. You know, if they'd have gone in a point or two up, you wouldn't have been surprised with the way the game was going. Um, so yeah, I thought they were in a really good spot, but like I said, it's just you know what can you say? I suppose it hasn't been said in the last kind of twelve hours or eighteen hours since the game. It was just it was like Dublin Volts, you know, their forwards just looked like they they were a step ahead every time. They knew what was going on. They found the space so much easier. They were kicking points for fun. Obviously, with all the take talk of James McCarthy, the performance he put in the second mm-hmm. half, and Mayo just you know once Dublin got that second goal. Um, and they clipped on a few points. They went seven points up. Mayo just looked like they were trying to force it a bit, kind of nearly reverted back to old habits of kind of trying to run down the centre, kind of really trying to force it without kind of being a bit patient and looking to kind of get the main guys on the ball. And yeah, it just, 
you know, once Dublin goes seven points up or six points up there, they're going to start cruising. Mayo started forcing it. The space is up the other end and the, the Dublin just started picking off scores for fun then after that, didn't they? C. Bracken has commented in this morning to us again, uh, saying the two-week break needs to be looked at. Mayo and Tyrone clearly affected after two attritional games last weekend. Can't help but wonder how much better games could have been. He's got a fair point there, I guess, Keith, but I, I think that the most um, important point in Mayo's calendar year was that comeback from Cork like that six point turnaround because that of course leads to the game in, in, in Salt Hill which as you say they got over the line against Galway just but you know that that having that massive game a week before you have a game like at the weekend just gone has to have affected the players physically um, yeah I suppose look you, in hindsight you'd have to say it did um, look I, I don't know what how the lads were after that Galway game or anything like that look we look back, I suppose, to 2017. I know it's, it was a different, even the size of football back then were different. And we kind of went five or six, nearly weeks. We were playing back-to-back, you know. So when you're winning, momentum is great. There's no problem with it, I suppose. It's when you lose and you look back at it and they think, obviously, you're playing week on week, took its toll, you know. So, But like you said, that, that court game, that last 10 minutes, 15 minutes in the court game was crucial. You know, you win that game, um, you top the group, you have your two-week break. And the two-week break is the ideal, I suppose, time frame in between games, you know. So... Um, look, that'll be the one they look back on and probably see how the championship could have turned out a bit different. But ultimately, like I see, when you look at the performance in that second half, were they anywhere near where Curry and Dublin are at the moment? Far from it. So, um, yeah, look, that's the Cork 15 minutes will be the, the turning point. But at the same time, I think there's bigger questions to be asked as well. Is is it just demoralising though as well? Because I think he like you can say, well. Um, you know, you should be coached to be sort of peaking at this time. And Kerry looked like a team that we hadn't even seen all year. They're just like, okay, well, now now we'll actually turn it on. But, like, is it just a... This is my question if I'm a Mayo lad who's sort of 33, 34 this morning and Lee Keegan decided 12 months ago, right, I'm done here. And Lee Keegan's not regretting that decision now. Are you looking at this and saying, you're looking at that Kerry performance, you're looking at the age of David Clifford, you're looking at the Dublin bench yesterday and you're saying, what's the point in giving this another year? Because we're just not at that level at the moment. No, I don't think that that's ever going to cross your mind. I think Lee mentioned plenty of times his reasons for stepping away, his family circumstances yeah. changed, etc. There's not too many other lads there, Barrett, Kevin McLaughlin, I think, who have young family with two young kids, you know. So Lee's situation was different. There's other lads there. I mean, you, you look at James McCarthy. What age is he now? 35, mm-hmm. is he? Um, you know, he, he looked like a guy who was probably 25 the way he was playing the second half over there. So I don't think age has a lot to do with it, really. I think you look at kind of the, the league or the season Mayo had, they really kind of did go for the league early on. You know, they had a mm. full strength team nearly all the way through the league. They really put an emphasis on it, probably similar to what Kerry did last year. And they put an emphasis on they had to win the league because Jack O'Connor wanted to make a statement. They were able to carry that form through. Um, now, albeit the championship structure was different back then. Um, so Mayo put a huge emphasis on the league. Did it have a knock on effect towards the, the latter stage of the championship? It's hard to know. But at the same time, I think. The likes of Dublin Kerry this year, they were able to kind of plan out their year a bit, a bit better. Kerry didn't really put an emphasis on the league. They knew coming, you know, even Munster Championship, probably not a huge emphasis on it. They knew they were kind of focusing on the group stage of the championship and getting getting back to Co Park. And that's why from the performance that we saw the last day, Dublin probably similarly enough, they knew they were going to come through Leinster fairly handy, I suppose. Um, and again, they'd have been just kind of looking to kind of focus on this time of year, whereas Mayo obviously put a huge emphasis on the start of the year, put a big workload in there. So you're kind of merely trying to peak at two different stages. They're mm-hmm. trying to, you know, mm-hmm. so they were, they looked like they were ahead of a lot of teams early on the league, you know, but that's sometimes that happens when a new manager comes in as well. So I think it's, it's very different when you look at different teams or at different stages, different years, depending on where the manager is, where the team has been. 
like I said, there will be some guys on that team who will probably have to do a lot of thinking. I mean, like I said, Kevin McLaughlin has three young kids there as well. I mean, you couldn't ask much more of him. Um, Jason Doherty's come back from a lot of tough injuries as well. Obviously, he's kind of played well enough in some of the games he's come on this year. And then I suppose probably Aidan and Killian are probably the next two people are looking at, but there's still plenty of football in, in those guys. You know, they keep themselves in good shape. Killian was a bit unlucky with injuries again. There was a bit of a setback through him in the middle of the year. So I wouldn't go ruling them out. Um, but look, it's completely up to them guys what they want to do. I don't think they want anything else at this stage. That third quarter, we're used to seeing Dublin do what they do in the third quarter, Keith, I guess, and that period after half time, as you say, just uh, put the nail in, in, in Mayo's championship coffin. Um, Aidan O'Shea's removal from the game on, what was it, 47 minutes? Like he, I thought he was having a, a reasonable game, getting involved, certainly mm-hmm. uh, quite often in that first half, especially, and, uh, you know, setting up Mayo attacks and, and chances for the likes of Conroy and Adonahu. Um, look, I don't know, maybe he was leggy after the, the, the amount of games they've had in recent weeks, but were you surprised to see him if he wasn't yeah. injured being taken off? Yeah, I was. And look, I, I was surprised to see him being taken off um, in the last few minutes against Galway as well last week, you know. So, um, but I suppose you're looking at it, the management point of view of trying to get Killian on the pitch. I mean, where do you put him on? Yeah. Chances of him taking off, Tommy and Ryan were slim. Um, do you take off one of the half forwards and who would you push out to half forward? And then you put eight out of centre forward. But then this was, they're asking questions of whether he'd be able for that half forward line. Um, so I suppose it was just a matter of trying to get Killian in some place and see where he could fit him in. Um, which, yeah, look, to answer your question, I was definitely surprised. Like I said, I was surprised they took him off the last day against Goal as well, particularly the last time they thought they could have done with them when, when the goal pressure came on. So, but look, that's, you know, I'm not going to go sit here and start questioning every decision Kevin McStay and his management team made because, look, they made a lot of right decisions throughout the course of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but look, yeah, to answer your question, yeah, I definitely was surprised. Michael has commented this morning, win your provincial championship to, to become familiar with winning. We've had this conversation over the last while, Keith, that, Nobody cares about the provincial championships anymore. You don't have to win your, your province to have any chance in the All-Ireland Series. But, I mean, uh, with the exception of Monaghan, the, the other three All-Ireland semi-finalists won their province. Yeah. So is there something there, I guess, that, as the commenter says, you become familiar with win? Yeah. Um, look, I think there's probably two sides you could look at that. One, you look at it down the route of, you know, you win your provincial, your top seeds in for the, the group stages, you get into the habit of winning. Um, so there is definitely an argument to make. I think it's it's always kind of the route you want to go down. Is you want to be winning games. You don't want to be kind of losing your provincial just so that you might get a couple of weeks off. You want to be winning your games, um, and you want to be kind of getting into the habit of winning. But um, look, I suppose it's uh, you know all the talk has been about the Ulster Championship, how competitive that is. Any team come out of Ulster every year, you know, it's very difficult for any team up in Ulster to set their goal and go right. We're going to win the Ulster Championship because there's a minefield up there. Um, Kerry and Dublin have had a complete dominance in their two provinces over the last number of years. Um, and Connacht is tricky enough with Galway and Roscommon, you know, that the, there isn't, there's no really easy game you could say there between those two teams. So yeah, look, ideally you want to be winning your, your provincial championships. You want to be kind of coming out there as a top seed. Um, but ultimately, would it have been a huge advantage then when it comes to the group stages? I suppose, look, when you say that you have two provincial winners, or three provincial winners in the semifinals, obviously, uh that stat speaks for itself, I suppose. Just, just from your own perspective, Keith, what did you make of Kerry's defensive performance? Um, thought they were very good. I thought they kind of went back to, I suppose, doing what they did with obviously Ty Morley being that, um, sweeping in front. I suppose it's not, it's not the most complicated system to have a look at, but I think it's okay to say you have our Ty Morley kind of sitting there and playing that sweeper role, but it, it's down to what everybody else off the ball is doing and who they're marking and staying in touch tight. And Dublin did it very well as, as well yesterday. You know, even Howard was playing that sweeping role for a long time. But what Dublin do very well then is everybody else defends very well on their own man. 
Um, they're able to kind of switch and they're able to stay in the spaces when they need to. But um, they're like, I thought the second half double performance was excellent. And look, you could say the same for, for Curry the day before. So I think it's all about getting the right people in the right spots at the right time. And then you have your sweeper in place, but everybody else then is, is doing a job. They're staying touch tight um, and not giving any space. And Dublin just cut down that space entirely for me on the second half. Like I said, Mayo just seemed to be running down the centre and running into traffic. And they had no, they had no way of breaking down that Dublin defence. And, and Curry were similar the day before. I'll not ask you to do the, the work of the Monon GA stats people, uh, Keith, but I'll, I might send this clip on to, to Vinnie Corey afterwards. How, if you're Monaghan setting up for the for the semi-final in two weeks' time, difficult task, and of course they'll be underdogs, but uh, having watched Dublin yesterday and actually against your own county, how do you beat this Dublin team? or how, how can you give yourself the best chance, I guess, of beating this Dublin team? Yeah, it's, it's for me it's a, nearly a catch-22. I mean, you look at the forwards Dublin have, and this is kind of why, for me, at the start of the year, you kind of had Galway, Dublin, and, um, and Kerry as your top three because of the, the level of forwards that they have. I mean, you look at the goal, or the Dublin forwards there yesterday, Mannion came on, or started best, or Costello started best, Gill was excellent. Mm. Calm was probably quiet enough by his own standards. Um, so, like, you, in a way, you're kind of looking at it going, well, you have to pack out the defence. You have to cover, cover off the space. You have to stop the ball going to them where they want to get it, which means you end up bringing 12, 13 men behind the ball. But at the same time, you still have to be able to go and win the game. And that's the one thing you have to do against Dublin is you have to be able to put a big score against them. You know, you're not going to hold Dublin to 10, 11, 12 points and expect to score 14 and win it, I don't think. You're going to have to go up and put a big score up the other end. So that's the kind of catch when you shoot for teams is you have to be able to kind of get numbers back, but you have to have the forwards up there to be able to kind of um, counteract that as well. And I think that's kind of where Kerry are well suited Dublin because they have a decent defensive system themselves. They might concede 14, 15, 16 points against Dublin, but they have the forwards then to go up and kick 17, 18 points as well. So, um, yeah, look, for Mon, it's, it's a very difficult task. I think they're going to have to be very defensive, but be very patient then when they have the ball and, and try and hold on to the ball for as long as they can and just starve Dublin of possession because you give that Dublin team back the ball and they'll find ways of breaking you down. So, you know, they're going to have to go, like, go defensive, but be very, very patient when they have the ball and just try and keep the ball for as long as they can. I suppose like we saw Ross Common do and nearly frustrate them a bit. Yeah, I think Davy Burke said very similar to yourself last week when he was in with us, you know, just keep the ball and you don't want to give that Dublin forward line too much of the ball, so I guess hold on to possession. Exactly. I think that's, you know, you could say that as both right level of the game. I think the longer you have the ball, the less opportunity the opposition have to do damage with it. And like, especially against the likes of Kerry, likes of Dublin, given the quality that they have up front, you give those enough, the boys enough ball, they'll find ways of breaking it down. They'll find the gaps and they'll still have boys that can pop the ball over from 35, 40 yards as well if they need to. So, um, yeah, control the ball and you control the game. Who are you up for in the hurling on Saturday? Um, I suppose I'll have to. I was always a kind of a, a go with hurling supporter, so I'll have to stick with them. I think they have a tough task. Um, and yeah, look, the, the Clare Kilkenny one, you know, I suppose given the kind of the year Clare have had, you'd like to see them kind of break through. I think they'd, I think everyone would love to see another Clare Limerick game um, in the Ireland final. But yeah, I think it hopefully Galway can, can do it. But it's, it's kind of hard to look past Limerick in fairness, isn't it? Yeah, it's a tough one. Two, two cracking games to look forward to at least this weekend in the Hurling for sure. Keith, great exactly. stuff as always. Thanks for hopping on. Cheers, boys. Thanks very much. OTB AM. The Sports Breakfast Show from Off the Ball.